Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt, and from his triumphant return from the parks, I am joined by Casey Woolley. I have to say, Matt, I listened to the first part of the episode uh, last week. You sounded you sounded a little bitter in your tone, my friend. <laughs> like, oh, he's at the parks again. The parks. Oh, as is the normal case. I'm here all by myself. But that was a fun episode. I didn't listen all the way through, but it was a fun idea. Uh, I liked the idea. That was that was good. Yeah, I thought it was something fun. Um, there were characters I wanted to talk about, and um, uh, you know, something something a little bit different and i knew that this episode was going to be jam-packed with some park stuff and news yeah well i was worried we weren't going to be able to fill fill the time and then as i was typing out hey here why don't we do this why don't we do this i was like wow this actually could be potentially two episodes maybe but but yeah um before we kind of get to the park matt i want to you know we haven't chatted since the announcement was made by josh tomorrow about the 60 billion dollar investment into domestic parks over the next 10 years almost twice as much as they normally spend um when you got that news uh what initially went through your head um my first wave is uh, i'm i'm tend to be more of a positive person so you know i'm going good you know this is a good thing there's been a lot of stuff in the did i um uh uh international parks there's a lot of stuff coming out but um I, I was very positive on that. Then kind of my negative side of it is cool. Here we go. Breaking news, everyone on the beers and ears podcast. We're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on this podcast in the next 10 years. We're going to do it. <laughs> What's holding me to that. I can change that at any point. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and so that's what worries me is because, you know, Disney came out with all this Epcot. Oh, here's our transformation of Epcot. Here's XYZ, and I know that the pandemic was in there, yada, 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 but um, I am a little bit without any, you know, detail, like firm details, this ambiguous, we're just going to spend money. Are you cautiously optimistic am, that there might be something there, but I, you don't, <clears throat> it's almost like being a Detroit Lions fan. You don't want to drink, drink the <laughs> kool-aid because you you're drinking it too long and and uh they just let you down every year this year yeah we'll see something we'll see something but uh yeah like it's yeah it's it's not that disney i think is like you know let me down in this they've come out with some great stuff but i just i just think in the last five years it's been it's been a lot of like hey we're just kind of doing this minor thing so you know what? I hope this is a in the next year or two we get. And here's the plans, and here's our mm-hmm. plan to do it. Here's when this is going to open. What's go- what you know? What what? Here's what's going to happen. But just I've been told a lot of things in the past five years, and um, there's 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 not really necessarily a whole lot of like wow to show for it. Like sixty billion dollars. To me, that's like we are making massive upgrades to these properties. So what I, I don't think that's necessarily a fifth <clears throat> gate, but well, um, okay. So I want to I want to push back just a little bit though on something you just said that they've said a lot over the last five years, but there's not a lot of wow to show for it. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you know, we've talked on the show before, like. Are Disney fans' expectations so heightened that attempting to meet them is going to be next to impossible at this point? I, I legitimately ask that question. And and I think about, just take five years. So five years, let's take seven because COVID was a weird time. So let's yeah. take seven years. Let's take the last seven years of development at Walt Disney World for just a moment and think about what we've gotten. We have gotten a brand new deluxe resort, Riviera. We have gotten a brand new form of transportation, the Disney Skyliner, which in and of itself is a gigantic undertaking. We have gotten Pandora. We have gotten Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We have gotten Toy Story Land. We have gotten Tron Light Cycle Run. We have gotten Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, right? Um, 
we have gotten so if we think seven years so that takes us back to 2016 um uh we have gotten uh again moana which is debuting later later this month which we're going to talk about when i think about what we've gotten in the last seven years that actually is pretty remarkable yeah, for what I, we've gotten I, and and like i just I, I know people don't think, oh, a hotel's not a hotel's a big undertaking. Yeah. They're do they're 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 building onto the Polynesian right now. They've got that under construction right now. And again, when we think domestic parks, we I think we sometimes forget Disneyland. They've done some of the stuff parallel in Disneyland too. Like that's the other thing. Disneyland got Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Disneyland got a brand new Disney uh, villas on their Disneyland hotel. One of the biggest upgrades they've had in years. They're in the process of upgrading uh, uh, Paradise Pier Hotel to Pixar Pier Hotel. Um, uh, we they just redid Mickey's Toontown, right? Yeah. So like you know, look at the Avengers Campus. That was in the last seven years. Yeah. In fact, I think the entire transformation of Disney's Cali- California Adventure happened in the last seven years including taking paradise pier to pixar pier over at dca so like i I understand what you're saying like i complete i'm with you i am cautiously optimistic about this 60 billion dollars and disney's track record of announcing things that sometimes then just kind of fall into the dust like 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 Thanos slapped his snapped his finger, right? Like the I, Mary Poppins attraction. Like, I think where did that's, that go? That's my maybe I'm I I'm I'm misspeaking. I think that's my uh my biggest kind of gripe. That mm-hmm. you're right, the Mary Poppins ride. Like, listen, if you come out and just say, you know what? We had budgetary things, we decided to prioritize other things, this ride has been pushed out. That's fine. I'm well, okay. let me ask this though. Does Disney owe that to us? I don't believe Disney owes. I don't that think to they us. necessarily owe it to us, but I think there's a like they don't. We've talked about this. They're Disney. They are the guest service masters. You don't are have they, to tell us that, but yeah. literally, that is a nothing statement. You don't have to go into any detail. You just have to say. Hey, I know fans were excited about this. We had to rethink some things with Epcot and prioritize some other things. So this has gotten pushed. Um, this has gotten pushed into another stage yeah, of development. Yeah. That's it. Done. Whereas, but I, but I wonder if Disney has gotten so big, has gotten so big that the concern is a statement like that causes their shares to drop X percentage. Like that's the thing that makes me wonder. Is like are we dealing with a company at this point that's just too big? Like all this talk about Apple potentially buying Disney or a part of Disney or something like that, or Iger looking to sell off. I know you probably saw the news reports about looking to sell off ESPN, right? Like has Disney just gotten to be such a behemoth of a company that every little statement like that, while it might seem innocuous to us, to an investor or something along those lines, it, it, you know, that could cause their, their, their share to drop up or down, you know? Yeah. You're, you're right on that. And, and some of it too, is like what we're promised versus what it is. I mean, I remember when galaxy's edge was announced, it was like this immersive, you're going to do this and you're going to your, your magic band's going to be attached to all these credits and you're going to gain notoriety. And it was like this high, high standard. And then we got something really good but not what that was. And, I think and they so pushed I, a lot I, of that to the hotel, to the, oh, to the yeah, car yeah. user, yeah. you know, to try to try to try to monetize that as much as possible. But of course the star cruiser, as we know, rest in peace as of yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying to play both sides because I think there is an argument for both sides, but I definitely understand what you're saying. Like, okay, yeah, you announced 60 billion, but 60 billion, who knows where the company's going to be in 10 years from now? Like well, I, I'm reminded there's an episode. Do you ever watch the show Superstore? I haven't before. Okay. I love that show. For anyone who's ever watched retail, you got to watch it. But there's an episode towards the end. I think it's in the second to last season where, uh, spoiler alert, um, two of the main characters, Jonah and Sandra, uh, go to negotiate on behalf of their store uh, for a union contract. And, you know, the, the managers are pushing really hard. No, no, we're not going to do it. And they get a random call and they come back and they say, oh, yeah, we'll just we'll give you everything you want. And they think they won. And <clears throat> the very next day, 
uh, it comes to find out that um, uh, Cloud9 was bought out by this entity, Zephra, which means anything that they negotiated the day prior was irrelevant. It makes me wonder, is there some sleight of hand going here where they can announce whatever they want, but if a year from now they get bought by Apple or whatever major corporation, or if they get dis dissolved into different companies, those promises don't mean anything anymore because they were made by the previous guys, you know? Well, and money is because it was on the domestic parks. You're right. This could be, we're going to spend $60 billion updating all of our hotels. We're mm -hmm. going to spend a significant portion of that getting the roads paved. We're going to, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, there could be. It doesn't mean new attractions. It doesn't mean new attraction. doesn't mean new lands. Now, don't get me wrong. The updating of some of those things is, is often very, mm -hmm. very nice. Um, but that's the other thing with money is it's like, okay, well, what, okay, you're going to spend that much money on what? Like is is if if I was advising Disney right now, which I guess kind of us on this podcast, any fan has the ability to say what they think is right. It, it, Disney, what I would tell you at this point is, you don't need any more hotels at the moment. Like you you have got a lot of hotels, and the the, the amount of deals that you're you're throwing up against the wall to see what will stick tells you that you don't have a full occupancy. Yeah. Where you're having problems right now, Disney, is where are you sticking all these people that are coming to your hotels? You've got four parks, two water parks, an entertainment, dining, and shopping district, right? All those great things. The parks are crowded. Despite what the media is telling you, even, and we'll talk about my trip here in just a minute, last weekend, the parks were, Hollywood Studios on Friday wasn't too bad. Saturday, Magic Kingdom was busy. And Sunday, uh, um, Epcot, I actually went to Hollywood, or, uh, uh, Epcot Friday night. It was busy. And then I went to Epcot again on Sunday, and it was insane. Now, part of that was the Moana preview. I get that. But it was insane. The parks are busy despite what the media is telling you. So, Disney, increasing your capacity in some way, I think, is important. And I'm not saying that means there's a fifth gate, but figuring out a way to make the experience more enjoyable with the parks that you already have, I think is going to be super important. I mean, literally just one new e-ticket attraction per park would help because you would, yeah, that's a lot would, of money, man. Oof. I mean, that, that's a lot of money. I agree, but I think you can do some stuff that you did with Tron where, okay, find a ride that's somewhere else. And yeah. just copy and paste, so at least you or save on the development. Does it have to? Does it have to be one e-ticket attraction, or could it be a couple of B and C ticket attractions? It, that's. I mean, that's... I think if you brought some beers, B or C ticket attractions into the parks, all your the other, you know, I, 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 we're going to get into this, but another thing, you know, revamp some of your shows, even like yeah, the the fan the the, the fantasy fair show, the one that's in front of the castle. It's old. Like, yeah. it, it, it's actually kind of boring. And, you know, it used to be that there were things like that would stop people from going to their next attraction. Oh, did I lose you? No, you're back. <laughs> okay. We good. So there used to be things that would, that would, that would um, stop people from going to their next attraction. That show used to be one of them. Now, when I see that show running, there's barely anyone watching it anymore. Yeah. It's well, run its course. What happened to the Calvacades that used to come down? Like the, it's a good, 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 good time. You know, that, that uh, Calvacade, what happened to that? There were things that would stop people from trying to run to all these attractions. Part of me wonders if um, the bringing in Genie Plus has made it to where we value the attractions over this other stuff. Yeah. Whereas the other stuff is often very good. The other thing you could probably fit in in each park is a couple of more character meet and greets here and there. Yeah, like those types of things. man. Yeah. Like bring out some and, and even bring out some odd characters yeah. that people are going to want to see. To actually um, line up for. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it, it's all about. You're right. It's all about getting people to do something. Um, there was a period about eight years ago where they made a push to really bring out a bunch of characters. 
where have they all gone? Like you, you like if I think of Magic Kingdom, you've got Mickey and Minnie in town. Yeah, Mickey in town square. I think Tinkerbell's in town yeah. square. Um, I think occasionally Chip and Dale will meet out in front of the flagpole. Um, you got, I think the stepsisters by Cinderella Castle. They brought Maribel out. That's kind of cool. They yeah, yeah, that, good move. Where, where, yeah, where, where uh, Merida used to be. Mm-hmm. But like, there's not a lot. Like, Matt, like when you go to Magic, like when you go to Magic Kingdom, you you want to meet some of the main characters yeah they got the the princesses at princess fairy tale hall but like where do i meet donald yeah i don't even know where i meet donald anymore i i, I think it's i meet him epcot at, at animal and, kingdom at yeah, epcot animal and kingdom. animal kingdom but that's the, that's the thing is like they very much some, yeah they very much made epcot kind of more your character destination but i just don't get why magic kingdom there's not more character meet and greets but even then epcot's not really that character destination much anymore because of all the construction that's up right now it used to be that those those pavilions were used for that so i don't know tbd i think um in terms of where we're gonna go it's good to hear them at least say we are we, we are we hear you and we're working on it yes all right, so before we get into my trip, Matt, you wanted to talk about... So first of all, we're recording this. It's it's Sunday, October 1st. This is going to release on Tuesday. Um, and uh, uh, as it being October 1st, happy 52nd anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort. Woo! Yep. But, um, but you wanted to um, uh, chat about a new short that was released so, today on Disney Plus, right? So this wasn't a short. This was um, okay. So um, this is a merging of my two worlds of sports and okay. Disney. There was an NFL game this morning that was played in London, England, um, part of the yeah. NFL International Series. And what they did, um, a big thing right now is alternative casts of the game. So like on Monday Night Football, there's the main cast of the game. And then Peyton Manning and Eli Manning have another cast that you can watch where it's just them yucking it up while the game's going on. So what Disney and uh, ESPN and the NFL did is they merged and came up with this project to do the Toy Story Takeover, Toy Story Football Fun Day. And what they did is using, um, they put chips in the shoulder pads of these players and then used Hawkeye technology, which is what tennis uses to see if whether the ball's in or out. And they broadcast the game from Andy's room. So the players are toys that in real time are playing the game. Really? Yeah. And then, um, but it's in Andy's room. And so you've got, um, you know, obviously like Buzz and Woody are showing up. They're not saying anything because Tim Allen and Tom Hanks are not, you know, yeah. but they're there. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's similar technology as like uh, Turtle Talk with Crush or Monsters yeah. Inc. Laugh For, where you've got these minor characters who are who are maybe voiced or whatever, but they're not the main the main characters and so you and it was a like they have some learning of the game things of like hey what is this if you don't know football like maybe this is your first introduction into football so it was a real three and a half hour football game wow that duke kaboom performed at the halftime show and um (laughs) it was okay i'll be honest i didn't know what to think of it was on disney plus this is live on disney plus you could have streamed this this morning i'm sure it'll be um and so um, you can watch you can see highlights of it um um it's really really cool it had some issues but um the other funny part of it was so they had announcers like real football announcers that were toys and they you know they would um you know they would announce and the funny thing was they're like analyzing football and then like all of a sudden they're like oh no here comes emperor zerg and it was so great Um, (laughs) just a really cool piece of technology where this is being animated real time as as this game is going on that's Um, use of ai right there yeah you know that's use of ai right there i mean it's all it's all just like this this technology of of you know, where these players are on the field, what they're doing. And like some of the highlights are like, man, that's exactly what happened in that play. But it's these little like toy football players running around <laughs> Andy's room. It's that is it was, amazing. It was fantastic. So if you check, check out some highlights of that, if you, if you haven't, because um, it's, it's pretty fantastic. 
Uh, so that was just amazing. a fun merge of Disney and um, Disney and and uh, sports. That's the that's the level of creativity and imagination that I think we look for. That 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 like that's goodwill stuff right there. You know, like well, how fun is that? And it's something that's pushing the envelope. Like, yeah. that's what I appreciated about it, is this was not like something that's out there and they decided to hop on the bandwagon. Mm-mm. This was an experiment. And yeah. I mean, it could have um, gone I'll, tremendously wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be interested to see kind of the numbers of, I mean, I'm sure Disney will release some kind of numbers of here's how many, or the NFL even will release. Here's how many people watch that stream. I wonder um, if they'll count that in the official numbers of the game. <laughs> I love it. It was fantastic. Love it. it was absolutely that fantastic. is great. And I, you're right; it's com- the complete merging of your world, oh, your yeah, sports yeah. world, and your Disney world. So, well, Matt, let's talk about the trip. Oh, oh. So uh, I forgot. What are we talking about first? Well, uh, so are we hitting Moana first? Or are we talking about the trip yeah, in general? Let's talk about the trip in general. I'll wrap Moana, and then if you have questions about Moana, yeah, and yeah. Then, then we'll move into the benefits of add-ons after that. Um, so uh, first of all, this was a this was a literally a last minute trip. Um wasn't a little wasn't planned uh the 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 friday before the or thursday before uh, about a week prior they announced the oswald magnet and for annual pass holders and i'm as you all know a huge oswald fan and i had told nate they had not, they had teased that this magnet was coming i told nate i said depending on when this is going to happen i might have to take a trip down there and he's yeah. like really can't you just have someone get i'm like no you have to be present with your annual pass yeah. to get this thing so they announced it and I told them, I said, do you care if I do this? And, you know, you and I had have talked about like the idea of like literally a day trip, right? Like yeah. go down early in the morning, come back. I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like a tool for that. Right. Yeah. But, I was going to say in my old age, I'm like, mm, I don't know about that anymore. <laughs> I mean, one day at Disney is better than no day at Disney. But True. that said, like that, that's a long day, especially with the heat and everything. Yeah. So I said, all right, you know what? I can swing this. You know, I looked at flights. Uh, I was able to get a flight for like round trip 260 on United basic economy. It was me. I had a backpack only. It was yep. super simple. You know, when you're on your own, you can travel pretty clearly. Um, so I flew down pretty early on Friday, got in. Um, my room wasn't ready for much later, but that's okay. I was able to put my bag at, at, at um, uh, Bell Services. And, and, and early that morning, as I knew I was going, I started stacking um, Genie Pluses for Hollywood Studios, which I'm going to talk about that a little bit later as a strategy. But So I knew I was going to go to Hollywood Studios, and then I actually thought about heading over to Epcot later that evening and just getting, getting the magnet out of the way, which I'm glad I did because there was a huge line for it. So anyway, did that. Um, I stayed at Art of Animation, which was the first time I've stayed there by myself. I was in Little Mermaid Suites. So I got a great deal on it. Um, Magic Kingdom on Saturday. Uh, and then I think I went to... I think I went back to Hollywood Studios on Saturday night because I love Hollywood Studios at night. Yeah. And then um, uh, Sunday, I only had a half a day. Being in the park, you get a half an hour early. I got there um, and I knew I wanted to do the Moana preview and I'm so glad I did it early in the morning because by the time I got done with it, there was the line was so large they were getting virtual queues and it was already set to like four o'clock. Ugh. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. So, um, so that that said, uh, uh, it was a whirlwind trip. I had a really good time. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot more to report in terms of the trip. I, I want to kind of cover two things today. Number one, I want to talk about the Moana preview. I'm sure you've got some questions on that. And then number two, I want to talk a little bit about the benefit of paying just a little bit more and like the trade-off for like some of the, like some of the stuff you get. Cause I was consciously at art of animation this time versus like all stars and what a huge difference that makes. So I want to talk about that too. Let's yeah. jump into Moana because that that's the thing I think a lot of people are yeah, looking for. Yeah, because um, you know, this is um a walkthrough attraction, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Um, and so this is what we were talking about, these like B and C level um yes. uh attractions. So Casey, what is this? Like okay. describe it's a great me, question. what do I do? <laughs> Moana in its core form is exactly what Epcot was made for, which is edutainment. It's it's all about education. In a lot of ways, this attraction, I felt, could be at, like, 
the Museum of Science and Industry, right? Okay. It's meant to teach you about water. It's meant to teach you about water and its cycles on Earth. That is of mist and steam, of rivers, of lakes, of waves, of oceans, and its movement and how it does things. It is very much a walkthrough attraction. I'd say I spent... 20 minutes walking through it or so okay um there was you know there was a lot of people there but it's a fully inter interactive attraction you don't need to have a magic band to interact with it it, it uses motion capture technology so I, the one that i think a lot of people shared initially was the streams of water that you can put your hands underneath and it you know, there's light and there's sound, like you can hear the sounds. That's a lot of fun. You know, it's great for the little kids. It's down at their level. They're able yeah. to play with that. But then what I noticed about the attraction is this. It starts very, um, very small, very quiet. You have the, the Moana theme song, like, oh, way, oh, way, na, 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 na. You know, that song kind of going with an instrumental in the background. It's very soothing. There's mist. There's a lot of fun stuff. But as you start to move through the attraction, the music gets louder. Um, it gets a little bit more intense, not scary, but you can tell it's building towards something, which I'll explain in a minute. So after you kind of get your picture in front of the thing and then, you know, you do the, 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 the playing of the music. There's one section where you stand on these little pads and the, it, it says, wave your hand and the water will wave back. And so you wave your hand and the water jumps. It's really That's cool. cool. Yeah, it really is. So then you keep going around and there's, there's mist and there's jumping fountains and stuff. You get to a point to where there's a waterfall and it tells you, it says water can respond to you. And if you move slowly, the water will part for you. And so as you walk slowly through this, literally through this stream of water, the water parts and lets That's you through cool. so you're dry. It's, you can run through it and you're going to get oh, wet, yeah. but if you walk through it, it does exactly what it says, which is just so awesome. Then there's a, there's a part where it's kind of like a pool, like a, a circular pool, and you stand on these things again, and you can see the, the water's kind of like fountaining up, and it says, put your hand out and bring you can bring the, the water up to the level of your hand and sure enough if you're lower the water comes to where your hand is there if you keep going up 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 you can bring it up as as high as you and and bring it down and bring it up and bring it down and bring it up it's really really wow. fun go cool. sorry my dog's being a little <laughs> crazy hold on one second here. yeah no worries um uh, uh i'll 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 kind of kind of vamp it uh, as you do that um a uh, very cool imagineering feat um like just kind of oh, yeah. respect the imagineering there yeah um well that so so as you're going through this thing um that's what's cool about this is is disney's doing what disney does best they're telling a story i was skeptical of this attraction i i was like oh, okay it's kind of this kitty attraction whatever and went in i was like okay, i'm gonna be open-minded about it then we get to this final part which is my absolute favorite part it's the wave and there's this row of places you can stand on and have multiple, you have like 10 or 12 people standing all at once in front of it. And it simply says, put your hands up like a wave and the water will wave. If one of you do it, it's a small wave. If two of you do it, it's a bigger wave. If the more people who do it, the bigger the wave. Oh, that's cool. And so there's probably a video out there because there's a lot of people doing this. I said, all right, there was like 10 of us. Said, all right, we're all going to do this on the count of three. Everybody put their hands up. One, two, three. And we all put our hands up. And this thing just tidal wave roars up. It's huge. It doesn't get you wet though. I mean, like it waves and then like you get splish splash. Oh, yeah. You know? There are parts, there are jumping fountain parts that if you're standing in the wrong spot, you will get soaked. Um, there's a splash pad for kids, so if they want to get cool. completely soaked, which is a blast. There's dry paths as well, so you can kind of avoid the water. But I walked out of there. I, in fact, I, I, I they told the the lady who was managing the AP preview, I was talking to her, and I said, this is my first one going to one of these. I said, I, I didn't know what to expect, but this is exact, This is classic Disney. You walk out of there smiling. Like mm -hmm. that, that is the, that to me is, I think the benefit here is you walk out of there smiling and, you know, I think sometimes when we think this, 
I noticed this when I would overhear or watch people watch, and I'm guilty of this too, and I've gotten better about it since I know I have the luxury of going to Disney pretty much whenever I want at this point. Not everyone gets that. But you can over you can overhear people as they're planning their day. Um, newer people sometimes take it all in fine. People who've been there before, I'll oftentimes overhear them. Oh, we've got this at this time and this at this time. We got to be over here and we got to do this and we got to do this. And as I've done this more and more and more through the years, I've realized that that's not Disney. Like, there's no wrong way to Disney, but that that's that's stress. Yeah. And Disney at its core, really what it comes, when you come back from a Disney trip, you don't usually remember the stress planning, the bathroom break, the running from one attraction to another, unless there was something memorable. What you remember are the moments you make, the memories you make with the people that you love, or you know, even if you go by yourself, the different people you meet, right? For me, that's what this attraction does, is it forces you to slow down. The people who want the Guardians or the Trons or the Flight of Passages, they're probably going to walk right by this attraction and not give it any care of the world. But for the people who want to slow down for 20 minutes or longer, who want to cool off on a really hot day, this attraction is perfect. And it's pure Disney. It is pure Disney. I think it sounds a perfect thing for your kids, especially need to cool off. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go go on the splash pad for a little bit. And even because there's mist, like I can get a little bit as an adult. I don't want to get soaked, but I can, you know, I can get a little bit of mist yeah. and, and, and feel a little bit cooled off. Um, it's interactive, like you said. So it's mm-hmm. not just like you're walking through and going, oh, wow, that's cool. Oh, wow, that's cool. You're actually doing something. Um, it, 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 you know, it's, it's. I think people have, have uh, maybe been what I did and been like, oh, we need an e-ticket attraction. And I think there is some element of, you do need a set of e-ticket attractions, but this is Epcot's got a ton of those right yeah, now. Epcot's like, got a ton of them right now. Epcot's got Guardians. You've got Soren, which, by the way, Soren over California was back yep. for this, which was amazing. You got Epcot. You got Soren. You got Test Track. Um, uh, Guardians. You've got uh, um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You've got Frozen Forever app. Like all of those are e tickets right now. Like, yeah, you've got Epcot's enough. Of got that. a ton of e tickets. And so you no, want to talk is, about something that eats way, up people? This, yeah, this is yeah, going to eat this, up people. And, and and this also it kind of it it, it uh, crescendos at Tafiti. So you got yeah. this big giant representation of Tafiti. Get a great picture of her or with her at the end, and then you walk out and you walk out smiling and you had a great family experience. And I guarantee you, those kids who are four or five, oh my god, mom, I got to play with the water and did it. You know, like that. That's fun. Again, I think this is a, a an attraction you could probably find without the theming of Moana. At like a museum of science and industry for sure yeah but um i i love where it's at it's right in the middle of the park what i will say it's still a little awkward in that there, it is literally surrounded by construction walls still because yeah. of what's going on in the middle of epcot and i i can't wait to see what epcot's going to look like when it's all said and done but you know a couple years ago when i went to momentum this was november 2021 and I went to Epcot that one night. I was just, I was like, this just not, it was not fun. I didn't enjoy it. I will say Epcot is starting to shape up to be a pretty awesome park um, again. And the, from the creation shop that they've, they've got um, the connections cafe. I met Chris there and, and we had a, a drink and, and chatted for a bit. Um, World showcase Remy's right. I mean, Remy's Ratatouille adventure is awesome. And I think this leads into our next conversation about being willing to spend a little bit more for some of the benefits that you get, even at a value plus resort. Yeah, because we've talked about so, this, you know, we, the, the, the ultimate question for any Disney person. And the thing that I hear most people say whenever I say a Disney vacation is that's expensive. And, um, you know, on one hand, there's a way to do it on a super budget. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that would be value resorts and, um, you know, no genie plus no lightning lanes. And you can definitely yes. do Disney in that way. But what um, what you're kind of as you're getting more into this, you're kind of seeing, OK, for just a little bit more. Here's because if I if I am spending a hundred bucks, but I feel like I'm getting a thousand dollars worth of stuff, that's worth it to me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to give you the example. Something so simple. Disney doesn't classify value and value plus. They classify value. They classify all stars the same as art of animation and pop century. I a lot of us in the industry say, you know what, all stars pop century are like a a half step, maybe even a step up. That's why we call them value plus. And even before the Skyliner, which I'm going to get to in a minute, even before that, that resort a is better themed than the All-Stars. Art of Animation is uh, great. All, Art of Animation and Pop Century, they're better themed. Um, their food courts are much better uh, 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 stocked, and, they, and they, um, they're they bigger. Their um, souvenir shops are nicer. Um, they're not sharing buses. Not that All-Star, All-Stars typically doesn't share buses, but occasionally if they're, you know, if it's slower, you might have to hop, you know, music and movies or music, usually music and sports might share a bus sometimes. Um, but you're not getting that with Pop Century or with Art of Animation. The rooms are bigger. You get two full-size queen beds, end of story, plus a table. Where in the All-Stars, it's one queen bed with a pull-down queen and a table. So it's a less less space, right? But what I really want to say is the Skyliner. <laughs> I cannot, cannot, cannot impress enough to you the convenience of the Skyliner. I was in the Little Mermaid area, um, standard rooms. I was on the furthest part of the property to pretty much anywhere. Basically, I could go right up and go to the transportation via the buses, or I could go left up and go to the transportation of the Skyliner. The thing with the buses is that when you're waiting for the buses, you're waiting for the buses. And if you just miss a bus you might be waiting for another bus for 20 minutes with the Skyliner. They are constantly operating, constantly operating. So I'll I'll give you an example midday or when it's not first thing in the morning, you can walk right over the Skyliner station and you are on, on the Skyliner and you are on your way over to Caribbean beach where you hop off and then hop on either to the left to go to Hollywood studios or straight to go to Epcot. And before you know it, if you go to Hollywood studios, you're there in 10 minutes. If you're going to, if you're going to Epcot, you, there's another stop at the Riviera. You don't have to get off. There's a turn. And then you're at the international gateway of Epcot in 15 minutes, same amount of time. It's probably going to take you to take the bus or you're waiting in line for the bus. And it's an attraction of itself. You get some of the most spectacular views. I will say, with all honesty, my decision to go to Hollywood Studios on Saturday night after I'd already been to Magic Kingdom was solely because I didn't want to take a bus back to Magic Kingdom. Solely that I wanted to go back to, I I wanted ease of transportation without having to take a bus. I rode one bus the entire time I was there one bus and it was here's what i did i had i had breakfast at um a to, uh, uh topolino's terrace on saturday morning i had i had, was able to score a reservation um i had breakfast and uh i ate there first i got in pretty quickly i happened to get my tron virtual queue really early so i had to be at magic kingdom pretty quick so they got me in a little bit earlier and i took the bus from the riviera to a magic kingdom and that's the only bus i took the entire time well that is crazy and, that when you think about it that if you stay at those resorts half of the parks yes half of the four parks you can get to without a bus and get yes. back without a bus yes and it's a ride in and of itself it and the river and you get to ex- caribbean beach and riviera two of the most gorgeous resorts on property they're fun to explore and like i said i had topolinas terrace amazing restaurant by the way had an amazing uh, reservation now the the people might say oh my god but the skyliner is so busy in the morning i'm like yeah you're right it, it is busy in the morning when i sunday morning i got to the i got to the entrance to the skyliner the line to the skyliner it was backed up all the way to the 1950s in the pop century but i got on in 20 minutes 
That's how the, fast the line moved. And so and that no... was feeding everybody going to Epcot or Hollywood Studios from two resorts. That's how fast that moved. And that's again, you are the, the I think the difference with that is again, like if I'm waiting for a bus, there's nothing happening while I am waiting. Where mm-hmm. it's constantly hot, hot sun. Too. Yeah. If you're constantly moving forward with the Skyliner, and then yep. I mean, uh, the buses are not don't feel like an attraction. Like the, the no. buses feel like I'm the buses are getting me to one place to another. And so the fact that you can hop on this and I mean, I remember this with the monorail with my kids where it was um, like they thought that was the coolest thing in the world. They thought that was Absolutely. awesome. And so I'm with, I'm, um, with kids. I'm with your kids. Yeah, it's just and, and so I, I am I this is to, to kind of, again, tie back. I hope that they spend money on more stuff like this. Yes. Whether it's expanding out the Skyliner, whether it's creating new, um, like, hey, we can can create this type of transportation from these resorts to these parks. It doesn't have to be something that that expands the entirety of your resort, but just something that that gives, hey, this is another opportunity for you to get to places. And that mm-hmm. alleviates the stress of your bus system and the Skyliners and the monorails. It just alleviates the stress of everything. So to that point, other things that you can spend the money on that are not as, as not too pricey, but they can be very helpful. We've talked about room placement. I know you're not hot on preferred rooms, but preferred rooms, man, I will tell you the, the flexibility of having uh, closer, especially when you're coming back. Um, from a hard day, that that's a big one. Another one is when you start to get to your moderate and deluxe level, you have the ability to do concierge service level rooms. And I don't know if everybody on our pod knows what concierge service gets you, but concierge service in a lot of ways for what you're paying, it, it kind of pays you back to some degree in that you get free breakfast in the morning like free breakfast, like real breakfast, like eggs and bacon and sausage, stuff that Mickey waffle, stuff that you'd have to pay for at the food court is included with this. You get snacks during the afternoon, including finger food appetizers. And then at night, there's like, I don't want to say it's a full-fledged dinner, but it's almost like if you were to go to Epcot and get those little tapas, tapas style oh, yeah, plates, yeah, yeah. right? There's different types of appetizers. Oh, and by the way, free soda and free alcohol at night. Oh, yeah, like that pays for itself. And oh, by the way, you've got a concierge at your service in your wing of the room, right? So if you want that concierge club level service, that is another potential add-on that I think is totally worth it if you're willing to pay for a little bit more. But here's the thing. It only works and it's only valuable to you if you're going to use it. Mm. If your trip is going to be go, 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 rope drop to fireworks, at the parks, which Matt, I know for you in a lot of ways, that's your type of trip. That might not be worth it to you. For me, I've been there so much that like I'll do the rope drop. Cool. But by midday, by one or two, I'm heading back to the resort for a couple of hours. Go, go, go take a nap, go, go to the pool and then go back to a different uh, uh, park or maybe the same park at five o'clock and stay until, you know, nine, eight or nine. I think it's a balance because, um, you know, the reason that I go, go, go. And the reason I think why so many people go, go, go is when I can only be there once every blank amount of years or once in a lifetime, there is a lot of like the next time that I go, it's going to be a little bit more of a go, 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 because there's going to be a lot of stuff that I want to see. Um, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to want to hit all these parks to see X, Y, Z. And yeah. But I will say, I think that even in a once in a lifetime trip that you're feeling like we got to see everything, don't underestimate doing the schedule that you just talked about, where you rope drop. And believe me, you can get a lot of stuff done by 1 or 2 p.m. if you rope drop. And then you just go go back and relax. It's your vacation. Go back and relax at a great resort. And then and then you have plenty of time to get back to the park and still yes. have a delightful evening where you're, you know, it, 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 it still can. There's a different energy 
in the parks after five o'clock that that's not there's an energy that goes until there, there's like three energies there's the morning energy which the parks are relatively empty until about noon then there's this absolute chaos of energy from like 12 to 5 where like your day visitors your people who are going go 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 are always there you have maximum wait times and then from 5 until close there's like a relaxed chill energy i you know what i'm talking well, about man and especially if you're not doing the nighttime shows yeah you can really like i mean don't get me wrong the nighttime shows are great but last time that I went, um, like, uh, uh, or I shouldn't last time, uh, last time with my kid, we did it with my kids, which makes sense. But there was one time I was like, I'm just, I don't need to see this. I'm just going to skip it. And I like walked on Big Thunder Mountain. I walked on this ride. I walked it like mm -hmm. it, it just, you, you, you there, because everybody is trying to jockey for spots and all this other stuff. You can, you can actually get quite a lot done. <laughs> well, we talk about capacity killers or fillers. You know, Fantasmic seats 10,000 people in that arena. That eats a big chunk of the guests that are in that <laughs> park for the day. Same with, with um, you know, Happily Ever After. People start, like, finding their spot an hour and a half, two hours before that starts. Yeah. They start roping it off. Like, if you're going to want to do anything, stay out of the hub. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, and, yeah, and just go, kind of go work around, your way around. <laughs> go around, and stay out of the hub until they block off block off Fantasyland for the fireworks. But like seriously, like you can get a ton done. Um, not so much Epcot. I mean, Epcot, yeah, I think you could probably do too. But this Epcot's so huge. Yeah. Um, and then Animal Kingdom, there is no night show at the moment, but yeah. Animal Kingdom right now wait times are low regardless. So, um, I'm really curious because you know we're leaving for Disneyland in two weeks. I've only been to Disneyland one other time. Right. So like, I'm, I'm curious to see now, because the last time we were there, I wasn't a travel planner yet. Yet I had only been there my first time. Um, now I've been there once, but you know, we're going for Oogie Boogie Bash and we, so we're going for Oogie Boogie Bash and we've got three other days, park hoppers. I suspect there'll be a, the, like, we're going to go hard for Oogie Boogie Bash because that's a one night thing. Right? Oh yeah. But the other three days I think are going to be, I mean, we'll be going like that first day. We'll probably go pretty hard, but because we have park hoppers, like that second day, we might go somewhat hard. But that third day is going to be pretty straight. Like, like, oh, what do we chill, miss? Yeah. You know, let's just chill. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, we'll, have to go. we'll probably end it a little early that night because we got to be at Universal Studios the next morning. Yeah. Um, talk to me about stacking Genie Plus because I, I, I am a. I, I am on record on this pod saying fan of Genie Plus, fan of Lightning Lane. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I, I don't want to argue the principle of should Disney be doing this? The fact of the matter is they are. and They're doing it and it's successful. I think yeah. the ship sailed on that yeah, one. Yeah. So to me, I want to know how do I... It, 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 how do I do this maximize like stacking these Genie Pluses in a yes. way that makes my trip enjoyable while also maximizing that service? There are three strategies that you can employ with Genie Plus. There's the use them as you go strategy. So that's number one. So you, uh, you wake up, you, you, you know, you, you take care. Uh, let, let me rewind real quick because in the morning you're, you're doing three things. You're getting your virtual queue first. Always get your virtual queue yes. first. That's number one. Number two, if you're going to buy individual Lightning Lane, get that out of the way too. Get that one done first. Number three, Genie Plus, you can actually buy beginning at midnight the night before you go to bed before 7 a.m. So if you already bought it, you're good. So once you've got those two out of the way, then you do your Genie Plus. So using Genie Plus as you go, that's, that's option number one. That's your traditional, I wake up, and I'm going to look and see what is the earliest Genie Plus that I can get for an attraction that I want to go on. And I'm going to book that one, right? So, you know, most parks open at 9 a.m. This one's got a Genie Plus at, you know, 9.30 or whatever. Okay. Get to the park, rope drop one of the harder to get attractions. That's, that's your first thing while you're waiting for your Genie Plus to load. Then when your Genie Plus time comes, get in line, scan it, and immediately as you're walking through the queue, book your next one okay don't wait until you're off the attraction book your next genie plus 
the next earliest one that's possible. It might take you across the park, but you book your next one. And basically you follow that pattern. And if you follow that pattern, you're going to probably be able to knock out four or five Genie Pluses throughout the day, maybe more, depending on what park you're in. But the thing with that is, is some of the harder to get attractions their time frames will get pushed further and further back. So you're not picking Genie Plus based upon like the hardest to get ones. You're just picking Genie Plus based on what's next available. You're doing quantity. Boom, boom, you're boom, doing quantity. Boom, boom. Exactly. You're doing quantity over, I don't want to say over quality, but yeah, you're doing yeah. quantity over over what are the hardest ones to get. So that's number one. Okay. That is what I would say most general disney lay people will probably do because that's kind of the easiest way to understand it the second is what we call stacking so stacking is you book your genie plus and then you're at seven o'clock a.m you book a hard to get attraction so i i like to use hollywood studios as an example okay books you're gonna book slinky dog end of story if you don't book slinky dog first thing in the morning you're not gonna get it and usually, it, it usually it's gone within five minutes. Okay, so seven so, a.m. I've got after my virtual yeah. cues and everything. I've got to go get Slinky Dog. Yeah. Now, if you're fortunate enough to get Slinky Dog as one of the very first ones, <laughs> by all means, awesome. That's great. But usually, it's going to get pushed further back, and it's going to be pushed further back pack past eleven o'clock. Why is eleven o'clock important? Because eleven o'clock is the next time that you can book a reservation. So you get to the park, you rope drop, you do a couple of things, right? Um, you don't have any Genie Pluses to redeem, so you do some stuff while you're there. 11 o'clock rolls around, you, you book your next one. Okay, so, so I now, already, so I booked, let's say I booked a Slinky Dog Dash at like 4 p.m. Yep. Yeah. But at 11 o'clock, I can get on, boom, book something else. I can book something else. So maybe I book um, Tower of Terror for 115. Great. Okay. Go do some other things. We're going to do Star Tours. Maybe I head over to William Falcon Speckler's run and do a, a single rider a couple of times. Check out Beating the Beast live on stage, whatever. One o'clock comes around. My, my Mind you, my Tower of Terror is still not booked yet for one fifty. It's still not ready to go. But I can book another one now at one o'clock. Ah. So maybe I book Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway for uh, six o'clock. Cool. All right. So now I've got Tower of Terror. <clears throat> at 1.15, I've got Slinky Dog at 2 o'clock, and I've got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at 6, six o'clock. I do my 1.15. I can't book anything right now. My next booking window is 3 o'clock. But when I redeem my Slinky Dog at 2, guess what? I redeemed my original. I now can book another one. So you got so two now, now that you're... Yeah, mm-hmm. well now I can book. So now my 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 time to redeem starts here at two. So now I say, all right, <coughs> I'm gonna book um uh what else is at Hollywood Studios? Uh Alien Swirling Saucers, let's say, right? And that's booked a little bit or Toy Story Midway Mania. I booked that one. Uh maybe there's a four thirty for that one. Okay, cool. So I booked the four thirty, go do some other stuff. Now I go to my four thirty one. I can't book anything more until my um well, actually, I could. I could book a four o'clock because it's two o'clock's over with. But the key is, is Genie Plus will tell you what your next time is. But what I've done is I've stacked them in such a way that I can do stuff in between and still get the specific ones that I want. This is a very helpful strategy um, uh, to make sure that you get the exact attractions that you want. Now, a lot of people thought that like those are the two, the only two ways to use Genie Plus. I've discovered a third way that doesn't get talked a lot about. Ooh, and that's the that's the book and modify. Genie Plus allows you to book and modify your booking even if your booking window has started. So if for example the exact time of something that you want to go on hasn't quite approached yet, like maybe you want to do Toy Story Midway Mania at 12:30. But you know what? I've got lunch reservations at 1230. I can still book Toy Story Midway Mania. And then over the course of the next you know, half an hour or so, if I want to try to get that after my lunch reservations at 130, I can keep watching that and modify it to my net to the 130 time slot. Why is that important? Well, number one, it doesn't change when you can book your next reservation. 
So mm-hmm. if you booked at night, if you booked at eleven o'clock, Toy Story Midway Mini at twelve thirty, but you really need it for one thirty, you can still book your next Genie Plus at one o'clock. So what you're doing is you're balancing. What do I basically? I want to get a booking on the books, even if it's a booking that I don't want. So as a single person who goes, or even if it's a couple, you might book something that you have no intention whatsoever of actually using, but you can check every once in a while and click modify experience and see if a random time slot slot has come up for something else that you do want to do. And you can change it not only to your, you can not only change the time of the one you're on, but you can change it to a different experience instantaneously. And so you don't lose out on your bookings because you're making them every two hours and then you're adjusting based upon the flow of the day. Okay. So this is one of the, sorry, I'll let you answer your question. This is when you book with me, um, I provide you a guide on how to balance and how to use all three of these strategies, depending on what kind of day in the park you want to have. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I, 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 so it's, it's the, if you're paying for it, you got to use it. And, yeah. and so then no, you can modify and, you know, cause someone, yeah. someone may have modified their plans and now there's this slot that's opened up. Um, yeah. Let me see if I can give you an example of, of how I use this, um, to my advantage. Um, so I had booked, so I was at magic kingdom on Saturday and I had booked, oh my goodness. That's what I had booked. Um, I want to say I had booked like I think it was Space Mountain or something like that, and or no, actually I think I think I booked it was something more simple, and I knew I wasn't going to do it, but I kept checking it, and sure enough, as soon as I got off Pirates of the Caribbean, a big Thunder Mountain pass for that exact moment popped up, and I said modify experience book, and I was able to then jump right over to Big Thunder Mountain using the plus that I had used for something else. And I bypassed a, a 90 minute wait. Nice. Because I was on my phone in that moment, right? Other times that I've used it, I know this sounds, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to call this, I don't think it's cheating the system. It's how the system's built. But like Pirates was down for a good chunk of the day when I was there Saturday. And um, even though the standby line was closed, you could book a Genie Plus experience. So I booked a Genie Plus experience knowing that Pirates was down my genie plus experience came up and because pirates was still down, they pushed out an automatic, Hey, use this anywhere else in the park. Fast pass basically. So I got a free experience any on any other ride that I wanted to use on, except for a couple of specific ones. Right. So like, again, there are ways to kind of, I don't want to call it manipulate it because it's not, well, manipulate's not a bad word, but like how to, it's you like, to use the system with how it's built. It's yeah, built this it really way. is. So I mean, use it in a, you use it yeah, in a way they, that maximizes it. Yeah, there you go. It's the way to maximize the system, not manipulate the system. And and for that reason, I every time I've bought Genie Plus, I have successfully been able to get five or six rides out of it. Now, I am going to caution you that the, the caveat here is this. This works as a single person and maybe as a couple. If you got five or six people, it's going to be a lot more tedious to find spaces that are crevices, but that doesn't mean that they're not out there. And it also can be a lot more expensive when you've got six people. I mean, six times $25, that's, you know, that's 150 bucks a day in addition to the tickets that you've spent. But I think the stacking... But it is a way to maximize your time. The stacking, though, wouldn't... That doesn't... um, That you don't have to worry about number of people. So, like... Oh, no, not at all. No, stacking yeah. and, and even as you go, you don't have to worry yeah, about yeah. the number of people. Yeah. It's the modify one that might I, be a little bit more. Tricky. I think it all depends on, again, like what kind of day you're wanting to have. So, like, for example, when I went with my kids now, you know, and 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 my my niece and nephew, because we weren't doing any e-ticket attractions, yeah. we didn't do Genie Plus. We didn't need to mm-hmm. because everything that we were doing, we were OK, just like waiting in a 10, 15 minute line. Um, and so like, that can be the thing of like, what, what is it that you are wanting to do? And then you go from there. Yeah. You have to, and this is the benefit of using a travel planner is that we're going to help you determine like 
which like what should you be using genie plus on what shouldn't you be using Genie? and again this when you book with me i give you an entire guide of navigating the virtual queue the individual lightning lane and genie plus <clears throat> each day in terms of what your priorities should be like you know the, the rise of the resistance like at this point, I don't even necessarily know if you need the individual lightning lane for it anymore. Hmm. You can either rope drop it or get it late at night, or even sometimes midday, the line's down to less than an hour. And and honestly, that's one of those rides that I'd be willing to wait an hour for. Like, because hmm. it, 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 the, the queue's not bad, yeah. right? <clears throat> Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, unless you are absolutely positively want to be in the, the same ride as everybody else, like everybody in your party, single ride that thing yeah. test track single ride that thing yeah um uh Kilimanjaro, uh um uh expedition and Everest, single ride that thing oh, that's like, my favorite you, one like especially ride. got especially got like teenagers especially if you got like teenagers and you don't care that you're riding together half the time they don't want to ride with you anyway yeah you get on the first one they get on the next one you all get off at roughly the same time and you ride it four or five times like that's a way to spend 30 or 40 minutes having an amazing attraction you know exactly um rock and roller coaster i don't recommend single rider on that one um you know as an hour wait even with single rider sometimes so um rock and roller coaster is a blast though man oh, oh i, I love that ride yep so all right well we have uh spent the better part of an hour here yeah. uh, or over an hour here talking about our favorite topic here man disney oh and disney parks i i'm 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 so excited to get back and I know I will at some point. It's all just, you know, time and budgetary concerns and all that jazz. So well, they've got some, I mean, whether it works for you or not, I mean, they've got some amazing offers going through uh, March right now. Like they've got, if you're a Disney visa card holder up to 35% off. And that's not just deluxe resorts, by the way, like I priced out, um, I think our 30% offer at art of animation for a client I'm working with right now. Like that's art of animation. That's a value resort. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a Disney visa, up to twenty five percent off if you book before December fifteenth. If you don't want to do a discount, but instead want to get like dining credit back, they've got the dining promo back, which is mm -hmm. good. Like seriously, like I now I, they're I think they're still struggling with occupancy issues, so they're trying to throw everything against the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. So if you would like to, uh, uh, you know, hear more about all this trip, you can go to CaseyWoolley.com because, of course, we are brought to you by Magical Memories by Casey Woolley. Um, uh, if you are wanting to plan a trip, not just to Disney or but Universal or an all-inclusive resort or a Disney cruise or whatever you want to do, um, go to CaseyWoolley.com. We are Number also four, four, four words, four words, magic, thrills, cruise and beach. Those are the four things I take care of. Magic, thrills, cruise, and beach. Magic is at Disney parks, thrills at Universal, cruises. And if you want to just take it all inclusive, I can help you with that too. And we are <clears throat> also brought to you by fakesportsteams.com. Oh, did you launch it? Oh, did you launch it? Yes, this is my brand new venture that now is going to be a sponsor. Um, are you tired of, um, uh, or do you like to show team spirit? Is it www.fakesportsteam.com? Fakesportsteams.com. Sportsteams.com. Uh, yes, fakesportsteams.com. Uh, you can go there uh, and you can uh, get a team. This team is not real. It is a fake team. There's no players. There's no games to watch. You just get to show team spirit without having to commit to anything. The cockapoos! Yes, the cockapoos. I'm wearing my Ghost Cowboys t-shirt right now. Um, oh my god, this is so, great, Matt. Um, so, you know, there's lots more coming to the to the site, but yes, so all the team spirit, none of the commitment. You just uh, adopt a fake sports team and wear it around. Oh my god, okay. Okay, we got the cockapoos, we got the spitters, it's a camel, the pirate tigers, the howlers, the cool cats. Oh, come on now, that's just, this is hilarious, Matt. Uh, so, Matt told me about this um, a, a few weeks ago, and I was I was so excited. Oh my, the handymen. <laughs> Where did you come up with these names? Uh, I mean, just, uh, you know... Um... But it, it's cool, I, and I've got some more in the bin that are coming. So like this uh, is you know great launch. So this is a way if you're looking honestly if you're looking to support to support the podcast 
and this is a way to do it. Um, you know, it, it, with both, you know, CaseyWoolley.com and FakeSportsTeams.com. And for everybody who who um uh you know plus they got f- sizes up to five XL, friends. Just you so betcha. Y'all know. You that betcha. Is fabulous. I, I might have to get a, a, a cool cat shirt, man. <laughs> did you design these logos? Yeah. So I I, I did. I I took um I, I I modified some existing logos from Canva. Okay. Um, so a, a lot of them are like modified colors, additional I things taking away. Like there's some, <clears throat> I did some modifying of them. Um, and I got more stuff coming out. Um, you gotta, uh, you gotta make one called the beer can sponsored by beers in your yeah, podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we need I, to, I, we need to get that one out there. That'd be great. Might do some, uh, might do some like, you know, theme park centric things. So yeah. again, if you're looking away to support always free shipping, so you never pay for shipping, uh, at, at fake sports teams.com. Wow. Um, great quality shirts. Like I'm wearing, again, I'm wearing one right now. It's very comfortable. Um, is it cotton polyester? What is it? Uh, it is. So there's a, this is really weird that I know this, but there's a, um, shirt that we use for church. It's called Bella canvas. Um, Mm -hmm. they are ridiculously pre-shrunk fabric. Yeah. Ridiculously comfortable. Like, um, the, the shirts that I've gotten from church, I just wear all the time because they're just that comfortable. So, um, so check it out. If nothing else, go check out the site. You'll get a good laugh out of it. Um, uh, but if you You do find it, yeah, if you do find a design that you're, um, like, huh, I kind of like this. Um, and in the early stages, you'll be seeing more teams added pretty, um, pretty consistently as well as more products added pretty consistently. So we are brought to you by fakesportsteams.com. I love it. All right. So if you actually want to get a hold of us, you can do so on Facebook at, uh, at Beers and Ears Podcast, uh, Instagram. And I, I don't even know why we bother with the Twitter. I, I wouldn't I even worry about it anymore. I think yeah, I'm going to deactivate so, it because I just, I just don't. Yeah. But the Instagram at Beers Ears 1928. Um, uh, you can email us Beers and Ears 1928 at gmail.com. Check out sorcerernetwork.com. I do promise we are going to be updating sorcerernetwork.com. It, it needs an overhaul. I just yeah. haven't gotten to it. We've got some ideas, Casey, but yeah. CaseyWoolley.com for travel. Uh, interest fake sports teams.com for uh, oh, I love it, I absolutely love it. Um, and of course, if you just want to, you know, message us or whatever, if you got any show ideas, that'd be awesome too. So, uh, uh five stars, five stars, please. Yes, us. yeah, yes, Great view us. That. so all right, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. I've got my my bubbly here. Oh, hey, I got my bubbly. Uh, I mean, this is uh, Aldi brand bubbly, but ah, <laughs> uh, this is this is bubbly. Uh, straw. yeah, we're not drinking beer today, guys. Sorry, <laughs> it's just uh, we're I staying go to hydrated tonight. They don't like it when I show up, you know, slightly. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. So all right well uh great talking to everybody and y'all have a great rest of your day and we will see you again real soon bye everyone